This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It's The Drop Podcast once again, and I am your host, Lance DeScott. So great to be here talking about Blues hockey. Of course, it's great to be here talking about a Blues win. That's not been going on very much recently. It's been pretty bad before the game yesterday. The Blues were 1-7-2 in their last 10. And it just wasn't looking good after that San Jose game. I know there's a lot of people out there that think the Blues played a very good game against San Jose. But when you don't score any goals and you're not getting great opportunities, and you're only getting 16 shots on goal, to me, that's not a good game. The Blues could have squeaked that out, though. They really could. Jake Allen, though, he is the reason that game was even close. That game could have been three or four to nothing, probably five minutes into the second period. But he kept it close. The Blues just weren't able to score. So it was a pretty down locker room after that. You know, they were wanting to increase their winning streak after beating Detroit. It just was not meant to be. I think we were all somewhat optimistic after the Blues were able to play pretty good defensively in that game against San Jose. It wasn't their best effort, but it's better than what it was in their seven-game losing streak. So we were looking for some hope in that. The Kings have been playing very good, so the Blues were going to have to be at their best. And I'm happy to say they were at their best. They scored seven goals, guys. The only way to top that would be to go back to November of this season. You remember that game against the Oilers where they just blew them out 8-3? to Well, the Blues hadn't done that in a long time since that Edmonton game, but, but it was so nice to see. I just found out something very interesting after looking into it the other day. If you go to last year, I mean, remember how hot they were at the end of the year. So think about how bad they must have been at the first part of the year last year. They had 71 points. As of March 8th of last season, they had 75 as of March 8th this season. So you think the second half of this season's bad? The first half of last season was just as bad. But it just goes to show you how dominating the Blues were the second half of the season. They had to come back and just win a ton of games to get into the playoffs, and they did that. We're hoping they can do that this time. And if the Kings game gives us any idea of how the Blues may be playing in the next couple games, they may actually make the playoffs and they could do some damage. But that's a big if. As everybody knows, I talk about consistency, consistency, consistency. They beat Detroit. They lose to San Jose. They beat the Kings here 7-2. What are they going to do against the Ducks? And then what are they going to do against the Avalanche? We're just going to have to wait and see. But right now, I am so positive. And I am so excited about the way this team played. They just poured it on the Kings. Made the Kings look very, very bad. And Jake Allen played well. He played a pretty dang good game. I mean, it was awesome. He had only allowed one goal until a late goal by Brown at the end of the game. Otherwise, this could have been a 7-1 game. But they still win 7-2. to 
and the Blues would get the first two goals of the game in the first period. And after that, I don't want to say it was smooth sailing, but it was pretty good for the whole game. And now Barbashev again. He works it right back in the King zone. Great pass to Bortuzzo. He scores! Robert Bortuzzo! And the Blues lead one zip on his second goal of the year. With all the great chances they've had to begin this game, the wraparound by Pareko, the great glove save on Barbashev. This one stuns everybody. Right between the wickets from the guy that was questionable to play in this game after maybe tweaking that lower body in the last game. With the body in front of the net, Tage Thompson, and then Barbashev makes a cool little spinorama and surprises everybody with this quick release of Robert Bortuzzo. With Thompson back, Blues in front, wide open. Pass back, Pareko shoots, he scores! Pareko! And the Blues take a 2-0 lead. There's a good example of Jonathan Quick getting aggressive while the Blues' Berglund has the puck on his tape. I thought Berglund was going to try to jam it in on the short side, but instead, he plays it back to the point. Now the goaltender has climbed out of position to his left, and the net is wide open. Puck control supporting it and playing behind the net. While Forbert went for the big hit on Yashkin, that was made by a quick pass by Yashkin. In this first period, both teams had 17 shots on goal. And Jonathan Quick was just not up to the task like Jake Allen was, and the Blues took a 2 to nothing lead. Robert Bortuzzo comes in, played a very good game, gets his second goal. Barbashev gets his fifth assist. Thompson gets his fourth assist. Three minutes, three seconds in, the Blues have the lead. And just five minutes and 50 seconds later, the Blues were continuing the pressure on Jonathan Quick. Colton Pareko got that second goal, his sixth of the year. Berglund, who Panger said he thought was going to do a wraparound, and I thought he was too, but he passed it to Pareko. The smart move to do. Nobody was in front. Pareko puts it right past Jonathan Quick, gives the Blues a 2 to nothing lead. Like I said, Berglund gets his 7th assist. Yashkin also was key on that play, gets his 10th assist. 8 minutes, 53 seconds in, the Blues are up 2 to nothing. At this point, the Blues are playing pretty damn good. Going into the second, you're just hoping this isn't one of those games where they get confident and they kind of let up a little bit. They didn't let up a little bit, but I'll tell you what. For about a six to eight minute stretch, the Kings poured it on in the second period. They poured it on. And if it wasn't for Jake Allen, this could have been a two to two tie, a three to two lead early to midway through that second period. But you know nobody's perfect. And Drew Doughty, the big, big, strong defenseman for the Kings, has that hard shot, puts one past Jake Allen, gets the Kings on the board, 13 minutes, 13 seconds in. We've got a close game at 2-1. to one. As Kopitar spins it back to the line with Drew Doughty. Hands it off to Kopitar. Kopitar shot, redirected by Doughty, and he scores! So the movement by the Kings becomes the issue. We've talked about active defensemen for the Blues. High above, contact in the crease. Pearson battling. He pushes off, pushes off again. Oh, by the time, there's nothing there. Just credit the Kings with... I, I, I want to see Tanner Pearson there because... He occupied the defender in front. A great shot by Doughty and the Blues now have a game on their hands at 2-1. That goal would be Doughty's ninth goal. Kopitar gets his 46th assist. Muzzin gets his 30th assist. 13 minutes, 13 seconds in. We're 2-1, guys. At this point, you're thinking this is going to be another barn burner. 
As I said earlier, in the second period, the Kings really poured it on, and Jake Allen would have to make a pretty good save on Anze Kopitar on the backhand to make sure this was not tied. The Kings to his partner, Dowdy. Now Pearson for Brown to Kopitar. Backhander. And a save by Allen. It's still loose, and the Blues, someone knocked it away. I think it was Schwartz with his glove. Jake Allen and the Blues weathered the storm that the Kings gave them in the second period. They had the lead, 2-1. to one. That wasn't good enough for the Blues. It wasn't. They would take it to Jonathan Quick again, and within a span of 2 minutes and 26 seconds, they would get two more goals towards the end of the period from Petrangelo and then Barbashev to give them a commanding 4-1 to one lead going into the third period. And that bounced on Muzzin. Picked up by Schwartz in front. Down low, right in front. A shot they score! Petrangelo in front! And the Blues have that two-goal lead again as the captain scores. What a bit of chaos at one end in front of Jake Allen as the Kopitar line again on fire in the Ozone, but the Blues managed to keep that puck out of the net. I thought it might have been Petrangelo that swiped that puck out from the goal crease. Petrangelo kind of faded away from his man, but there the puck goes down and maybe oh, it was Jaden Schwartz. You were right, John Kelly. And he pushed it away. The puck goes the other way. And uh, Schwartz, Petrangelo, Brodziak, bang! No hesitation. And it's a three. At the line up the middle, in the clear, a shot, he scores! Oh, Barbershev with a beauty, and the Blues take a 4-1 to one lead. Holy jumping, out of nowhere. Looked like he was going to his left. Instead, he keeps it and goes right down the gut and fires that in as Jack Campbell, the backup goaltender, looks on. It's late in the period. What a huge, huge goal, and the Blues fans here in L.A. are loving this one here. After Sabotka showed plenty of patience, Yashkin went the wrong way with the puck, but the Blues were able to get it out. And then, oh, he was trying to play to the backhand. I thought that looked odd, and it flung off his own stick and came right back to the middle. In the second period, it was so nice to see the full combined effort defensively and offensively. I know that the Kings really, really poured it on for about six to eight minutes. But like I said, the Blues weathered the storm. They didn't get frustrated. They continued with their offensive game, and it paid off towards the end of that period on those two goals by Petrangelo and Barbashev. Just a great period for the Blues. The Kings really outplayed them for six to eight minutes. The second period shots on goal were 14 to 12 in favor of the Kings, but I'm going to tell you, a lot of those shots the Blues had were towards the end of that second period, and that's how they were able to get the two goals by Petrangelo and Barbashev. That was Alex Petrangelo's 12th goal. Brodziak, who's been playing very well with a lot of heart recently, gets his 13th assist. Jane Schwartz has another, another big game. It's just so good to have him back. He gets an assist as 28th. That was at 17 minutes, 8 seconds in. And then the next goal by Barbashev, with just 26 seconds left in the period. They didn't pull up. They kept the pedal to the metal. Barbashev gets his 6th goal. Sabotka gets his 16th assist. Petrangelo, after scoring the third goal, gets an assist on the fourth goal. And the Blues are up 4-1. to one. It's dominating at this point. Regardless of the fact how the Kings tried to get back into this game, the Blues still dominated them. Going into the third, you're hoping this isn't another Nashville Predators incident when the Blues were up by three goals. And you can't blame us 
for worrying about that. You really can't. But it wasn't meant to be. The Blues would pour it on, and within the first minute, they would get two goals to take the lead up to 6-1, to one, one by Tarasenko and one by Kyle Brodziak, as I said, who had a very, very good game. So Campbell has taken over in goal in front. They score! Tarasenko on the first shot he faces. He blows it by him, and the Blues take a 5-1 to one lead. Well, that's a tough way to start the game for Jack Campbell, but it's exactly what the St. Louis Blues needed to do to make sure that they take any will away from the Los Angeles Kings. After the Kings came out and had a real strong push in that second period, the Blues blew it wide open with Petrangelo and Barbashev's goal, and then they take advantage of a turnover because Shen goes through his man. Because of that, Schwartz is able to capitalize on it. Easy as corn right there. Great job, Ray. 7th, 1968. Here come the Blues into the zone. And now Steen to Brodziak, wide open. He scores! Brodziak! And it's 6-1. to one. How about that? Brodziak slides underneath the coverage on the backhand and slides it underneath the goaltender, Jack Campbell. I mean, Campbell's only playing in his fourth career NHL game. And what a rough way to start. Not even a minute into the third period. And the Blues on the entry. What a pass by Steen. Oh, my goodness. It's a two-on-two. Two. After Brodziak enters the zone, two-on-two two down low, and yet Brodziak gets behind such a solid two-way performer in Kopitar. No let-up at all from the Blues. None at all. 26 seconds in, they get the goal from Tarasenko. 32 seconds later, they get the goal from Kyle Brodziak. That first goal would put the Blues up 5-1. to one. No doubt about this one, guys. The Blues were wanting to make sure they did not let the Kings get back in this game. Tarasenko gets his 27th goal. Schwartz, God, this guy had a good game. Gets his second assist of the game. 5-1 to one Blues. Brodziak, who's already had an assist in the game, who was just all over the place. This guy is a good energy guy. He can get you a goal now and again, having his best year ever in the NHL. Gets his 10th goal. Steen, who had a pretty good game, and I know I've called Steen out recently, but I have no complaints about the game he played last night. Was a two-way player in it, back and forth, made some good defensive plays, was able to help get the puck out of the Blues in several times. Way to go, Steener. Thorburn gets his fifth assist. Thorburn had a good game. I wouldn't say great, but hey, if you can get a good game from Thorburn, you're doing pretty dang good. 58 seconds in, the Blues have a 6-1 to one lead. Would the Blues just fall back on their laurels? Would they just kind of do what they've done in some games and let the other team just dominate them? No. They outshot this Kings team in the third period, 14-9. to nine. This third period was the Blues' third period, and they were not done. The guy who I said is having a great game in Jaden Schwartz, well, guess what, guys? Not only did he get two assists in this game, he added a goal, his 20th, 12 minutes, 11 seconds in. The Blues are up 7-1. to one. Oh, my goodness. And Here's goal. a drive by Schwartz and another goal, and it's 7-1. to one. We have got to talk to the Fox Sports executives and put all the Blues games on 4K. Now we know <laughs> why, right? I mean, the entry into the zone is what always impresses me the most. Three forwards with speed, chemistry and cohesion and there's nothing John Stevens can do about it 
now because you're, you're backing up, defending it, and they are feeling it right now. I mean, they are feeling it. Enter the zone, one quick pass. Let the puck do the work, one drop pass. Into the zone, a little confusion, snapshot over the glove and in the net. One thing that no one can say, and if anybody does, they're totally wrong, and that is that Jaden Schwartz is not a good player or the fact that Jaden Schwartz doesn't give you effort night in and night out. I honestly don't think this guy has ever taken a game off. I know when he's been injured, sometimes they're coming back from an injury. He's a little bit slow, but everybody is. That goal would be Schwartz's 20th. Tarasenko gets his 31st assist. Dunn gets his 13th assist. The Blues are up 7-1. to one. Well, they would win this game. They wouldn't win it 7-1. to one. They'd win it 7-2. to two. Dustin Brown got a power play goal. 15 seconds left in the game at the 1945 mark. Gets his 20th goal. Carter gets his fifth assist. Kopitar, who I thought had a pretty good game for the Kings, even though they didn't win, I thought he played well. The Blues win this one 7-2. to Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews. A much happier post-game interview this time. We're going to hear from Jake Allen, who's now had two awesome, just awesome games in a row. Alex Petrangelo, who had a good day offensively and defensively, and of course, Coach Mike on this big win against the Kings. The only question is, can they continue this or are they going to fall apart? We'll have to see, but let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews. It was going to come. You know, it's nice to see it. I think not from my perspective, but even the forwards, you know, it, it took a, it was toll on, you know, toll on them and you know, not scoring goals. And, you know, we need one of those games. I don't know when the last time would have been when we had a game like that maybe not till the first 10, 15 games of the year. Uh, I think it gave us a good boost. You could tell in the third period, that was impressive. You know, it was impressive to watch against a really good team who's playing really well. And uh, from you know the start of the game to the end, it was, it was a job well done. Uh, yeah, it was the defenseman, though, coming through with the, four, you know, the first three goals there from from blue liners. So it's yeah. spreading it, was, it out back like where it was at the start of the year. I think you just could see tonight. I think guys, were, especially our D-men, were playing on their toes. Uh, they're using their instincts, uh, jumping right away. They weren't hesitating. They weren't thinking. Uh, maybe like previous games. And uh, Perry and Dunner were uh, were impressive moving the puck tonight. And you know Petro was a horse back there like usual. And you know Bobbles battling, battling just to just to play here. And he's he's doing a good job. So um, you know it's uh, guys should be proud of the way they played. 17 shots on goal you faced in the first period, so, so plenty of plenty of work that you had to get in. Yeah, you know, we they're a good hockey team. You know, mm -hmm. They maybe didn't play their best game tonight, but uh, we knew they were going to come up flying, and you know they're only a few points ahead of us, so they're uh, they're fighting too, and uh, it was a big win, big win for us, and uh, kept us in the thing. You know, if we lost tonight, it, it would have put us that much farther behind the eight ball, but. Uh, you know, kept us in the race. It's going backwards. Last game against San Jose caused a lot of turnovers, but we went north and simple and shot the puck. And I don't know how many shots we had, probably had around 40, right? Uh, you get that many shots, it's uh, with traffic and um, second opportunities, rebounds, you're going to score goals, and that's what we did. Did you feel like just coming on? I mean, maybe not seven, but did you feel like? Uh, we felt like we were getting chances. We just have, we weren't burying them. We were either drifting away from the net or missing rebounds. And it just seemed like tonight uh, we got the bounces and uh, we played hard in the offensive zone. That's what we need to do. I know you expect to win, but fair to say maybe a little surprised by how well things went for your team against. Yeah, I don't think. You know, yeah, we want to win every game. What is it, 7-2? Seven, seven you play hard every game, and if you do the right things, usually uh, it works out for you. 
does this feel like? I mean, just to have so many tough games the past month or so. And yeah, we've, we've been battling hard defensively. Obviously, you know, we're losing games 2-1 or 1-0 with empty nets. It's uh, it's good to, after all the work, you put in some work yesterday to get rewarded offensively. Could you give Jake some goals, too, for a change? Yeah, he deserves it. He played so good last game in San Jose. You don't get a goal for him again tonight. He played well. and. Um, I'm sure it feels good for him, too, to play the way he did tonight and us support him a little bit better. In the early going, it was the defense was scoring, but did having Schwartz, Chen, Tarasenko back together? Yeah, the line works, but I think when we're jumping on the back end, it pushes teams back because they know that we're coming and we're an extra threat. So uh, those forwards got to keep an eye on us, and a lot of times that opens up more space for the forwards, and that's why they had so much time in the top of the zone. This time of year when things are so tense and tight and games are difficult, what's it like to have kind of a, 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 an easier uh, uh, game tonight? Well, it was far, but it wasn't easy. We worked hard to get those goals. I mean, we uh, we battled in our own end. We, we moved the puck well. So, obviously, in the third period, the game changed a bit when we scored 10 seconds in. But up to that point, both teams still thought they were in it. Well, it's nice for, for our group to score some goals. I can say that. So, hopefully, uh, it builds some confidence in some players in our group and our team. And... Uh, and Jake, uh, you know, finally nice to get some goals for him. So, uh, obviously, a good afternoon. Yeah. The matter just crashing the net uh, the past ten games or so. Seem like the Blues were motivated. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been trying to have that focus of getting to the net. I, I think we did a better job of um, sort of setting up some offensive play. Uh, allowed uh, some of our net drives to develop as opposed to, you know, it's one thing to get shots on net, it's another thing to, to, to take smart shots, and I think we did a little bit better job of that tonight. Well, we needed to win, and uh, and obviously when you can when you can score some goals, what you hope now is that uh, that, that some guys can build some confidence off of that and, and carry a little bit of momentum into our next one. We know the next one's going to be a real tough challenge, uh, but uh, but it's nice with an afternoon game. you got the rest of the night to enjoy this one. Maybe in the seventh, did you have any inclination that something like this was coming? I, feel, I felt good about today's game. Uh, you know, I think that uh, the, the way that we approached yesterday, the focus that I saw in our players today, um, I, had a, I had a good feeling. Some people are going to point to you made that line change, putting those three back together, but it seems more than that. I mean, you know. Well, I think I think part of putting those three back together was that giving them the opportunity and the ability to make some of the plays that we saw them make, and we also felt that uh, that it would sort of sharpen the focus and the mindset of, of of the other players. I felt like in the you know past few games we've had some players that that are playing in kind of higher roles, and, and you've got some guys that sort of need to play the game one way, and next thing you know they're trying to. Trying to maybe, you know, understandably, they're trying to be a little bit cuter or trying to be a little bit more, uh, have a little bit more finesse in their game when the reality is that they're a little bit more uh, suited for a power type game. So I think that, um, you know, the, the, I think the switch suited us well. Putting that line together, we get the defenseman going the way it Well, I mean, our, your, your defense score goals if your forwards are doing things the right way. So I think that we played a pretty strong game today and it, and it gave us a chance. On Jake earlier, but you think he's got something going here? It seems like it. Yeah, he looks he looks uh, real confident. You know, one thing that was nice was to be able to to get a lead for him here. Uh, but but in order to get that lead, he made a really big save early in the game off the rush, coming down the right side, coming down uh, our left side, uh, and uh, and I think that that was that was huge. You know, for us to to be able to settle into the game, see that he was going to be ready to go, and then to be able to grab the lead was big. And getting a goal from Bortuzzo, who's been nursing something yeah uh, he, he, he played he played a real strong hard heavy uh, game uh, you know he, he's a gamer that's what I like he's a leader he's a competitor and uh, and times like this when you need guys to play at their highest level he's a guy you can count on you get that 
they cut it to two to one, and you get the seem like you you, you suck what you got that goal. Yeah, that good response on the on the bench. I thought our guys uh, I thought our guys handled it very well, and uh, and and the message is whatever the score is, we're going to keep going. We're going to stay on our game, and and uh, and obviously, uh, you know, it's one thing to to say that, but but they went out and they did it. It's big goals. We don't see too many people squeak past Drew Doughty and beat Jonathan Quick. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, you've got to find a way to get pucks in behind defensemen, and and uh, and you can be playing against the best defenseman in the world, and if you find a way to do that, then then uh, you're going to make it challenging on them. So, uh, I think that was a good example of that. Before we get into my comments and more thoughts on the game, let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal: 43 for the Blues, 40 for the Kings. Faceoffs. The Kings dominated 62% to 38%. Power plays 0 for 3 for the Blues. They've still got to improve that. They have to improve that. The Kings were 1 for 3. Hits 13 for the Blues, 30 for the Kings. So the Kings were the more physical team. And you could definitely tell that throughout the game. Blocks, pretty even. The Blues had 13. The Kings had 11. Giveaways, the Blues had 7. And the Kings had 9. Enough of the stats. What do I think of this game? Well, I think this game was a great game for the Blues. Now, is this going to parlay into six, seven wins in a row? I don't know. Is it going to parlay into two, three losses in a row? I don't know. Is it going to parlay into three wins, three losses, two wins, two losses? Guys, we just don't know where this team. I'd love to be able to say that the Blues have fixed themselves. This is the way they're going to play the rest of the year. Because if they play this way the rest of the year, they've got an awesome chance of getting into the playoffs and actually doing something if they continue to play this way. Do they have it in them? I think they do. Now, I'm not saying they're going to score seven goals every game, but do they have it in them to win games? I think they do. But they also have it in them to lose games. This is just the way this team has been the second half of the season. They've got some big games coming up, huge games coming up. Tomorrow, Monday, they're going to have to play the Ducks. That's going to be a tough game. It's in Anaheim. It's never an easy game there. Then they got Colorado at home. All of these teams that they're going to be playing, most of them are trying to get in the playoffs or they are trying to solidify their position in the playoffs. That is the Ducks, the Avalanche, the Bruins, the Blue Jackets, the Sharks, the Vegas Knights. The other three teams they play this month, Vancouver, Arizona, and of course Chicago on the 18th after the game against the Rangers on the 17th. So the Blues still have games against a lot of teams that want to solidify their position. Or they're trying to battle with the Blues to get that final playoff spot. It's got to get better. It has to if they want to have a chance at the playoffs. If they can play with just 75% of effort and emotion that they played in this game, they're going to have a chance to win every game they're in. If they go back to what they were doing before this game, where it's you know seven losses in a row, a win, a loss, a win, two losses, two wins, three, that's, that doesn't help them. They cannot do that if they want to get in the playoffs. I don't really have anything really bad to say about this game. The only thing I'd really have to say is I wish they would have cut down on some of the shots. I don't think you can continue to allow 40 shots a game 
and sustained victories. That's tough to do. But they won the game. It was a blowout. It looked like the Blues were the better team. And last night they were. They were the better team. So with that being said, we're all excited about this win. Let's hope they can continue it. Let's hope it doesn't fall back into a locker room after a game that's having to explain a 4 to nothing loss, a 2 to nothing loss, a 3 to one loss. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody does. And I'm hoping that they are on the right track here. Let's hope they are, and we can maybe get this team into the playoffs and see if they can do something. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. The downloads have been increasing. You guys list just listening to it, it's been increasing. I just want to thank everybody for that. I do this for you guys. Yeah, I love the Blues. And some people would say I love to hear myself talk, but I love to do this for Blues fans and hockey fans around the NHL. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, eat some good food, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.